to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. As we move to our second reading this evening, let's first go to God in prayer. Let's pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for this day, for this beautiful time for us to be together, to be in your presence and to worship. And so now, Lord, as we turn to your word, we continue to turn to your word. We pray that the words that we read are your words, the words that are spoken are your words, and the words that are heard are your words. And may this encounter with you be so powerful. We cannot walk away unchanged. In your holy name we pray, amen. So I'll continue the reading that Charlie started from the second chapter of the book of Luke, and I'll read verses 8 all the way through 20. I invite you to listen now for the word of the Lord. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Fifteen years ago, I had just gotten married. I had just graduated from seminary. And some of my friends who were working at the Roswell Presbyterian Church called and asked if I would come be the new middle school director. And I said, no. <laughs> I went to seminary. I want to be a pastor. They said, Okay. They called me back the next week, and they said, will you come be the middle school pastor? (laughs) I said, okay. (laughs) So in September of 2005, I began as the middle school pastor at the Roswell Presbyterian Church. But then early in the summer of 2006, we are moving into a youth ministry summer. You know what this means. It means mission trips. It means camps. It means all of the outside dirty things. And I found out I was pregnant. 
And one of our trips that summer was to a camp where we were going, it was at a college campus, and we were sleeping on air mattresses and had a hall bath, so that was fun. So we go to this camp with the middle schoolers, and someone had a headache, or there was a cough, or a Band-Aid shortage. I, I don't remember exactly why I needed to run to the CVS. But I remember clear as day, climbing in the 12-passenger van and making a trip to the drugstore. Now remember, I've just found out I'm going to have a baby, and I'm so excited, and I, I just can't stop thinking, and I want to know everything I can about this kid. And, and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if it's going to be a boy or a girl. This is going to be important information because I need to make sure in order to really be prepared for this baby, everything is properly monogrammed. And so I'm thinking, is it a boy, is it a girl? And I, this is true story. I stand here in the pulpit of the Lord. I'm telling you this is a true story. I said out loud, God, I want to know, is it a boy or a girl? I wish you would give me a sign. I'm not kidding, I said this. And then I'm not kidding what happened next. I'm not kidding. I drove past a sign store. I'm not kidding. <laughs> And outside of the sign store is a sign. It is a wooden stork sign holding a blue bundle that said it's a boy. <laughs> that is a true story. It might not have been a sign from the Lord. <laughs> but it was a sign. We love signs. We all want signs. We all want some sort of confirmation that, that something significant is happening and we're going to get to be a part of it, something that we get to know about. We want a sign because we don't always know about what's coming next. And the unknown is just so unknown. And we just think if we can somehow know a little bit about what's coming next, then we can just have a little bit of assurance that we're in the right place, that we're doing the right thing, that, that we're where God's telling us to be, and we haven't wandered too far off the path. We want to know that which is unknown, even if it's just a little peak. And I think that's what's so special about this passage that we've been reading through tonight in the book of Luke. It tells us that the shepherds are keeping watch in the fields that night. And what's fascinating is that the shepherds are not people who get to know what's going on with God. These are not religious elites. They're not actually any kind of elite. They're, they're societal outsiders. They're marginalized people who don't get to know things. And so here they are doing their jobs when angels appear to them and they announce the greatest news that ever gets to be announced to the people of God ever. The Savior, the Messiah, has arrived. And I can only imagine the shepherds are thinking, but why are you telling me this? Why am I going to believe what you're saying? The church elders maybe need to know this. People who are important in the church maybe need to know this. Or maybe the politically important people, people who can do something about this information that the Roman rule is coming to an end. Why are you telling us? So the messengers tell them that God's giving them a sign, a confirmation 
that God is calling them to do this great and mighty thing, to participate in this work of God. This sign is an assurance that the shepherds have a purpose, a call, an invitation to join into the work of God. And here's the sign, that there will be a baby wrapped in bands of cloth, lying in a manger. This is so much better than a sign store. A baby is a, is a sign of life, of newness, of, of the old being gone, something new and pure and wonderful coming into the world. In the bands of cloth, the baby is swaddled. It's a sign of being comforted, of being cared for, of an offering of protection. And the baby's lying in a manger. Now, I want us just to think about this one for just a minute because a lot of times we think about the manger. We think about baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph. They've been banished out to the barn, out away from everybody. But what's interesting is that the Palestinian homes, the way they would have been built, that the animals actually would have been up underneath the home so that they could be warm. They would have lived up underneath there. And there would have been a, a, a whole kind of a situation in the living room for the feeding trough. So Jesus would have been cradled in the living room. That this baby is present right smack dab in all the things that would have been going on around him. So what the scripture is telling us then is that this is a sign that Jesus the Messiah is a sign of newness and wonderfulness a sign that brings comfort and protection, a sign that literally, God is literally right smack dab in the middle of all of the life that is going on around him. A sign that this baby is Emmanuel. This is God with us. A promise that wherever we are and whatever is going on around us, that God is right there in the middle of it offering us comfort and care. And the shepherds are so amazed. And, and so they're going to run and go see this sign in person, and they're going to tell everyone all along the way all of the things that they've learned about this baby sign, this thing about how God's at work doing something marvelous and wonderful, and how the shepherds get to be a part of that. And that moment of celebration, that declaration is so wonderful it's so precious, it's so holy that Scripture tells us that that baby's mama treasured that moment in her heart. We look for those signs, too. We look for those reminders that God is indeed present among us, that God is at work among us, that God is doing something right smack dab in the middle of all that's going on around us. Reminders and signs that God has indeed living among us, has invited us to come alongside of God to do the work and ministry of Jesus Christ. And the very cool thing is that that's been happening for almost 185 years at the Roswell Presbyterian Church. That we've been watching God do amazing things, that these signs of God have been showing up for a long, long time. We see it every time we have a baptism. 
an affirmation of God's claim on each of our lives, an invitation to follow into the footsteps of God, that, that this baptism, it's a sign and seal. We see it on every single Confirmation Sunday where students claim their faith for their own selves while the session, the mentors, the confirmation, the, the congregation all stand alongside of them, guiding them and cheering for them. We see it in the hospital rooms when the Stephen ministers make their visits and hold hands and pray for people. We see it in the preschool, Sunday school classrooms when the teachers sit on the floor and play with the kids so that Jesus will know that they love them. We see them in the funeral reception when there is the funeral punch so that, that the volunteers make so that the grieving families will have a place to sit with their loved ones and hear the community around them remind them that they are being held in hope. We see God show up over and over. Emmanuel, right smack dab in the middle of the Roswell Presbyterian Church family, giving a sign after sign that God is present and at work and calling each of us to join in and celebrate the work that God has done. The beautiful way that God moves in and through you is so special, it's so sacred, that I want you to know that I will always treasure that in my heart. How grateful I am that God shows up, that God still speaks, that God gives us these signs so that we know that God is present. Certainly, God speaks in beautiful ways, sometimes in hard ways, and sometimes in surprising ways. And after thinking about it and praying about it, it feels important to me to tell you a little bit about how I feel like God has moved in my life. A few months ago, there was the genesis of a conversation that seemed ridiculous at the time. But after a great deal of hesitancy and pushing back, I eventually entered into a conversation with a sweet church in Sandy Springs to explore the option to be their lead pastor. But I told them my roots are deep at Roswell. I told them that you raised me. I told them that this was my home. And I told them I was scared. So I sought wise counsel. My husband and I talked and prayed and I made a long list of questions that needed to be answered about their theology and their budget and their mission and their vision. But I also decided that I needed some very intentional prayer and discernment time. Dan and I had already been working on planning a, a, a hike because he likes outside. I don't like outside, but he likes outside. <laughs> We were going to do some strategic work to think about the mission stuff. And, and so we had this hike planned. And so we were going on this hike, and we decided to end our hike at this spot that is sacred and holy to me. It was the spot at the creek where we baptized Charlie. I'd already met God in that spot one time, and I needed it again that day. Dan went off to do his prayer time, and I sat down on a rock at the edge of the creek. And I got out my journal, and I started to journal, and I look up. And in the middle of the creek, there's a really large rock 
And on top of it, someone had intentionally stacked several smaller rocks into a pile. The Gaelic word for that is, it's a kirin. That just means it's a pile of rocks that means and symbolizes something significant. People build them all over the place. But in that day, and in that place, I looked at the pile and knew it was a sign. Because all I could think about was that story in the Old Testament where Joshua is leading the Israelites into the Jordan River. They're crossing into a new place in the life of their nation. And as they cross the river, God says, I want you to stop and get 12 stones and take them to the other side of the river and place them there. And God says, and this will be a sign to you that I have been with you every step of the way. And a reminder that wherever you go from here, I will always be with you. I could literally hear God telling me over and over again, I will be with you. I will be with you. And I cried tears of grief for what it would mean for me to leave this place that had been my home and say goodbye to a place that has been so holy. I cried tears of gratitude for who you are, for the way that you have loved me and each other, for the way that you taught me and allowed me to enter your lives in a meaningful way. I cried tears of frustration and confusion because seriously, has God met me? But also tears of a deep love that God continues to show up and speak. And that in the middle of all this, God is present. And so here we are. And let me tell you what I know. That God has been at work in this place for a long time. And I am honored and humbled that I have gotten to be a small part of the story with you. But the good news of the sign of this coming Christ child is that we give thanks not just for the fact that God has been with us, but we give thanks for the fact that God promises to continue to be with us wherever we are, to be right smack dab in the middle of all the things that are going on. God continues to be with us, continues to be Emmanuel. Emmanuel with us in the early years of table parents on Wednesday night, Camp Rutledge trips and Chattanooga mission trips. Emmanuel with us in the years of a sick and dying faith giant. Emmanuel with us in the years where we tried to start a new church community. And Emmanuel with us when we realized that wasn't going to work. Emmanuel with us when we grieved, when we celebrated, when we buried the ones we loved. Emmanuel with us when the bell tree comes down the aisle at Easter. Emmanuel with us when the three-year-olds and the third graders get their Bibles. Emmanuel with us when we break bread together at the table and marvel together at how amazing it is that God is merciful and gracious. And Emmanuel, when we light our candles and we sing Silent Night and we remember how precious it is to be a part of this family. Emmanuel, God with us, constantly speaking, constantly giving us signs, constantly reminding us that God is right smack dab in the middle 
of all of our lives. So may this be a sign to us tonight that God is with us. May we see God here and hear the call of God to come alongside of God to join in the work and ministry of Jesus Christ. And may we be so amazed today that we will treasure these things in our hearts. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Holy God, we do give you thanks for this sacred and holy moment that we get to be a part of, for this sacred and holy community that we get to be a part of. So God, keep showing up. Keep speaking to us. Keep revealing yourself to us that we will know you, that we will know Emmanuel. Lord, we love you. In your holy name we pray. been listening to the RPC Sermons podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.